It's college basketball. Basketball? Basketball! Did I do basketball? No, um, play basketball, snowboarding, more basketball. We did win the basketball game. This is The Daily Bounce. Welcome to The Daily Bounce. We are live in the newsroom, and I was told to bring some, quote, hype and enthusiasm to this intro. So consider this the hype and enthusiasm you're looking for. This is not a Monday night in Walsh Ryan Arena. This is a Tuesday night in the newsroom where we are undefeated every night. Andrew, did things go Did things go that well last night? Not not in Walsh Ryan. Maybe in the newsroom. I don't know. They, they had some nice tank tops yesterday. I like my tank top. That's the only good thing I can take away from yesterday. So Peter told me to pick him up a tank top at the game. And I did, but then and he, he also got own. his own tank top. Yeah, we probably should have texted you and told you that, but... I mean, who would do that, man? Yeah, this was... Um, it was crazy. I mean, it's always funny when they have giveaways like that that you think will drum up student interest, and then 15, 20 people show up to the game. Just in general, do you think that nobody came because it was such a bad game on a Monday night? Do you think people just don't like watching this Northwestern team? What do you think it is? I mean, when they're scoring, when they're scoring 52 points a game over the past couple games, I mean, when they're not... We're not shooting that well. There's no point to really. There's not really any enthusiasm to come, especially when Vic Law is shooting the way he is and the team's offense is working the way it is. Something that always interests me about Northwestern hoops is that, like, the general student body is not a basketball fan base. The general student body is not a basketball fan base. So it's interesting to me how news travels about, like, if the team is good or not. Do you think last night's game, last night's loss, is a loss that's going to, like, travel and leave, like, a black mark on what this team is? Wait a second. Let's recap. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't really think that it makes a difference. I don't think people are going to come regardless. I think when you when you're three and six in conference, there's there's not a lot of reason to come. I mean, Pete, Peter and I are watching. Yes, Peter, Peter's not on the podcast today, but um, we we were talking about it yesterday, and like it, it, it took about like ten minutes for it to be like any sort of a student section. There was like ten people at first, and then maybe it was thirty by the end. But like with a game like that, like. There are gonna be it's midterm season. There are gonna be a lot of people there to begin with. Maybe if they'll play like a higher team, like um, I, I don't even know who exactly. Who, who, no, exactly. That's that's the sad thing. I feel like a Northwestern student. I don't really know who we have necessarily coming up. But I don't know if there's any game that's really gonna get a big crowd to come out. Maybe Wisconsin. So you mentioned we've changes temporary changes on the podcast with Peter Warren not being here today. We still have Ryan Wyman spinning the ones and twos, um, but Northwestern made some uh, changes, as our source likes to say, to the starting lineup. Uh, that's a deep cut in there. If you know, you know. Um, uh, made some changes starting lineup. Aaron Falzone started his first game in a long time yesterday uh, at the four and scored zero points. What do you think was the reason behind that and why, like what happened? I mean, I think it was smart. I mean, he had twenty five a couple of games ago. I mean, obviously he didn't have the same type of game the past couple of the past couple of starts. But I think it was good for him to get a start. He obviously has the talent. He just he's just been injured. I think it was a nice change to the lineup. AJ Turner hasn't really fully been himself. Um, I would like to see Ryan Greer in the starting lineup because they still don't really have a true ball handler. Um, That's a really good take. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just like don't. I, I, don't, I don't see how Vic Law. Vic Law is not a point guard. Like I get he's your best player, but why are you putting somebody? At, and he brought up the ball the first bunch of possessions. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean Anthony Gaines brought up too. Actually, I personally I think Anthony Gaines. Um, I think I think Anthony Gaines should be the primary ball handler. That's a hot the team. take. Okay, hot take. But I like your confidence. I mean, it is, it is kind of a hot take. But if you think about it, like, he's attacking the basket and really getting to the rim. Like, he was their only form of offense. You know, they, they got off to a 10-2 lead. And it was because Anthony Gaines really attacked the basket. He got the and one, uh, made the free throws. He had five points early. I mean, he got in foul trouble late in the game. He got, what, four fouls in the span of, like, three minutes. I don't even know how that, mm-hmm. how that even happens. He got the technical foul. But it's like he's the best... 
he's the best at attacking the rim and getting the basket, and he finishes too. Like it's not like he's getting down there, like getting fouls, and making free throws, or like he's missing. Like he's making the shots. So why not give him the ball, let him attack the rim, and then make Vic, you know, not a second option, but like give Anthony the ball and let him control what happens. Obviously, he's doing a good job with being in control of the ball. Help me out with a question I have real quick. Andrew has a stat sheet up in front of him. Uh, how many shots did Aaron take last night? Aaron fouls on yes. three shots. Missed Aaron fouls on took three shots. How many shots did Miller Cop take last night? Nine. Miller Cop took nine shots. Uh, it was funny. Down the, down, the, down the stretch of the game, Collins went back with the starting lineup they used frequently at the start of the season with Taylor, with Cop, with Pardon, with ben, or not Benson, with uh, Gaines and... Uh, or Gaines wasn't starting, but he was finishing, like, 99% of games. And then Turner slash Taylor down the stretch until Gaines fouled out. Right. Um, it's crazy, though, that uh, Falzone, someone who's taken his, like, moment, who's had his moment because of his fearlessness in taking shots, and then once he's put into the position saying, we believe in you, we're putting you in the situation to take shots, he doesn't get up shots. Well, I, well, I just don't think the offense really re- gave him the opportunity to. I mean, Vic Wall took 17 shots and made three. It's like if we had maybe... If we had maybe taken, if you make me taking ten shots, then leaves more opportunity for other people. But no one was really making. But shots. those shots were interesting because, like, I feel like he did this way more last night than he's done recently. Where the offense would settle down. There's eight seconds left on the shot clock. He does this shimmy move at the top of the key and he pulls up with the extended, super crazy long, weird release that everyone gives him such a hard time for. It seems like he shot more pull up shots last night than he's taken in the last month. It didn't even seem like he took seventeen shots last night. Like, yeah. like he, it looked like he, he took ten. I was shocked when I saw three for seventeen. I just don't like like the offense doesn't flow and it's like every single time it seemed like every single time they went down they they would they would they would just run the the the, the AI cross the, the AI cross from one side to the other side. Who who's Allen Iverson real quick on this Northwestern team? Is it the AI? I'm, I don't know. Is it the AI cross if you don't have AI? I, I mean, I mean, Vic Law is the closest thing we have to it, but I don't really think you can compare Vic Law to AI in any. Any sort of conversation. You know who I would compare Vic Law to? Who? I would compare Vic Law to a poor man's version of an old Vince Carter. That's fair. Mrs. Clutch dunks, but like, you know, like... So here's the thing. Uh, Vince Carter plays like this role of connector in Atlanta's offense right now. Atlanta's like sneaky, like good, bad. Like, if you ever, like, no, really... They're, they're bad, bad. They're the, bo- they're the bad, bad bottom of the East. But they're the best, bad team. Have you noticed they've, like, separated from the Cavs and the Knicks? And, like, if, like don't watch Hawks games. But you should watch Hawks games. Like, if, like, the Trey Young, Kevin Herter, like, synergy is really smooth, Collins doing explosive stuff, and Carter's this connector in a bunch of different ways, setting screens, making hustle plays, and making really intelligent offensive reads. An ideal supplementary player, and that's what I think Vic Law is right now. When Vince Carter tries to extend himself in the Atlanta offense, like, he gets benched, and Northwestern doesn't have the luxury of doing that. We talk about all the time the moments where Chris Collins looks down the bench, sees Pete Nansen sweats, sees Tino Malnati in a sling out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just... It's just it's just not working. Like yeah. like like Vic Wall is not the same guy he was. You cannot continue to rely on him and expect him to put up twenty points like he was earlier in the season. Listen, I think he is the same guy he was. He just had a hot stretch and that's fine. No, just I, I, I just think he was being I think he was being consistent. I think he was I think he used this offseason to get better as an offensive weapon. He was playing the way that we expect him to play for his whole career. He was he's the main option now. The problem is he's still hurt. I really think he's still hurt. There's no way he's shooting twenty four percent from the field in the past, what, five or six games. Because he's just not himself. Like he's not—he's—he's he's not himself. He, he's hurt. He's hurt. That's all there is to it. He can—he can, you know, sugarcoat it and say like, "No, I'm fine. I'm just trying to play through it." He's hurt. He's and hurt. Uh, 
I don't like to put my own work, but to put my own work for a second, um, I wrote a column, Vic Law, Vic Law is at a crossroads, where I argued that, like, he's obviously not 100%, and uh, it's interesting, because he, he is the best Northwestern pro prospect we've had in a long time. Uh, borderline second-round pick kind of guy, will definitely get a shot. If he were all invested in himself, then what he would do is he would shut himself down. Knee tendonitis, which was reported by Teddy Greenstein, is an injury that playing more and more makes worse and worse. Victor Oladipo had knee tendonitis, and two weeks after he came back, he ruptured his patella tendon. Um, get well soon, Vic, if you're listening. Ruin my fantasy team. Sorry, man. Um, and, uh, but that's not Vic Law. Vic Law is a technically a graduate student. He could have transferred this year. Like He'd be the starting forward at what? Out of the 360 uh, NCAA teams, he'd be the starting small forward at 350 of those. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for him playing. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's just like maybe he shouldn't be the main option on offense. Like, like I get that he has that mindset. He's had to have that mindset this season, but he's just not the player he is. Get the ball get the ball apart in the post. Attack the basket. Get more high-percentage shots taking mid-range contested jump shots to three-point. That's, that's why the percentage is so low. They're not getting the basket enough. I mean, Pardon's getting starting to get his touches more. I'll give Collins credit. He is getting Pardon the ball more. But outside of Pardon, they're not really attacking the basket. They're settling for shots that they're normally not good at taking. Was that Penn State loss it? Like, yeah, should no. we start covering Virginia basketball? I mean... I'm kidding. <sighs> I mean, yes, it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I hate, I hate to say it, but like, you, you lost to a team that hadn't won a game in conference all season. Penn State, there's, there's, I heard somebody say it's like Penn State is a much better team. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Penn State beat Virginia, beat, uh, Virginia Tech earlier. Yeah, yeah. You look at their roster; they have more talent than their record shows. But yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean, you're zero and ten in conference. You, you they're zero and ten in conference heading game. They lose in Northwestern loses to them. That's their worst loss. I don't think anybody is going to have a loss to that level like of any bubble team out there they're gonna have a loss like Penn State on their schedule um how was I wasn't covering the game last night how like what like is Chris Collins okay like I mean I mean he essentially his point was like I just have to I have to figure out a way to get us out of this offensive stretch and show the guys that I have confidence in them I think he's had confidence in them all season the, the ball the ball's not going in the basket I just think he's just kind of perplexed as to like what What's going on? I mean, they started off strong. They started off four for seven from the field, but they just kind of fell off at the end. I, Chris Collins just kind of seemed like at a loss for what was going on offensively. He just knew that what 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 was happening wasn't working. It's funny because he was at a loss last year. Uh, like he, uh, it was the whole like NCAA tournament like hangover or whatever. And this year, it's just like a weird basketball team, just like not doing things offensively. And it's a much more real, grounded situation that's way more confusing to. Rationalize, I guess is the right word. It's just like lousy basketball, and I'm interested to see how or whether or not they like have come to terms with that, uh, and what because if they do come to terms with that, that means we'll have changes on the way. I mean, I was talking, I was talking to Ben Pope about this yesterday. Uh, he was texting, he was texting me and Peter about it. It's just like like we're, we're out of excuses now. It's like the home, the home for the advantage. We have the new, we have a new arena. We had to put the pieces together. They have all the pieces. Like like, what's the excuse now? Like I mean, the excuse I guess is like Vic Law isn't isn't fully himself, but it's like. They should. Ha- they have the talent where Vic Law's not playing. Other people should be able to step up. So what's the excuse? Like, is it the offense? Like, maybe maybe it's just the offense isn't flowing. But whatever it is, they need to figure it out because like they have too much talent to be scoring fifty two points a game. I mean, AJ Turner can shoot. Ryan Taylor obviously can shoot theoretically. The- theoretically, I mean, he hasn't shown it here. Yeah. He he's shown flashes. He had a little stretch in the middle, like you know the after the Columbia game. I think he had to get a little stretch where he where he was he was really firing all cylinders. They have people who can shoot. The ball's just not going in. It's like. Where, where's our offense? Where's our offense? 
Well, where we are is headed to a commercial break. We'll be back after this. Nope. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. Cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. What about commercial? We're at commercial. Commercials. Commercial. You like that commercial? <laughs> I love those commercials. We are back on the Daily Bounce by Popular Demand. Uh, we are back to our game segment, and I'll throw oh, it over God. to the producer throwing the ones and twos, Ryan Wangman. Well, he's throwing them? Yeah. I'm, spinning them. I'm spinning them, I'm throwing them, everything is happening. Boys, I missed you last week, I missed the game segment. We've got yet another new game. I, I, I gotta say, I think this is my best one yet. <laughs> um, and this one is called Basketball Name Mashup. And the way it works is I'll give you a sentence that describes both a player or coach and the title of a relatively popular TV show or movie. And so to win, you need to give me the completed title. And so, for example, if we were doing this with NFL players, which obviously we are not, um, the clue would be something like a spinoff of a popular CBS TV show based on the childhood of a popular character finds itself looking up at a big interior presence in the Big Easy. Yeah. Now, you guys can see the answer to this one, uh, but the answer for it would be something like Young Sheldon Rankins. I would not have gotten that if I hadn't seen it. You would not have gotten it if you hadn't seen it, and unfortunately, you're not going to see the answers to these next ones, but you will have a very deep, intimate knowledge of the people that are going to be talked about because for this one, I thought I'd make it a little easier for you. They are all Northwestern-affiliated. No more scratching your head for the Geo Bakers of the Big Ten. Wait, wait. Is it basketball and football? No, it's just basketball. It's basketball. It's, it was Northwestern right, basketball related. Right, so right, right. really you have no excuses for not getting the players and or coaches, uh, but y- y- you might not get the TV shows or movies, and that's where the fun's going to be involved. Uh, since there are only two hosts today, we are playing to three. There are five questions, um, and may the best man win. Are we ready for the game? If I fight yourself out. All righty. Number one. The clue is a top Northwestern scorer finds himself prosecuting criminals in a popular courtroom drama. Dick Law. Do I raise your hands? Uh, we are raising our hands. Dick Law and Order. That is correct. Yes, sir. And Andrew will not be shut out today. Let's go. Charlie jumped the gun there a little bit. I think he fed him some of the talent. answer. Shout, shout out to all my haters. Um, I'm back on the board. Back on the board, Vic Law and Order. Can't get much easier than that. That was great. Um, but, you know, we got to start it off easy here. All the listeners at home, hopefully you got that one, too. All right, on to round number two. Uh, I know the next one, too. I'm psyched out right now. I'm, I know it. A Northwestern big man finds himself clashing with a famous Northwestern alumnus on a popular sports talk show. That was what I thought. Derek Pardon the interruption. And wow! <laughs> oh. Whoa! I Charlie goes I behind very quickly down 2 0. Again, that was what I predicted just for all you before this. I said, I think I know one of them. That was it. I knew it. Wow. And so Charlie goes down into an early halt. Charlie, how do you feel knowing that you have to win three in a row? To prevent Andrew, would that be your, would this be your first win? This is my first win. That'd be my first. Win. I was thinking Bear Benson on that last case. I wasn't even close. I was like Benson, my tape. <laughs> uh, well, that would have been incorrect. Um, okay, round three again, Charlie. You got to get this one. I understand the stakes. It's all over for you. All right, number three, a 2000s comedy based on the life of a famous comedian features a guest appearance from the Northwestern man calling the X's and O's. Ooh. Both players seem stumped. I'm going to read it one more time. 
Again, the clue is a 2000s comedy based on the life of a famous comedian features a guest appearance from the Northwestern man calling the X's and O's. What? This one is a little tougher, but I will say, because uh, I feel like you guys need a hint on the beginning part of the clue. The, yeah. It is a TV show. Um, and it is actually based on his childhood. It was... Everybody hates Chris Collins. That is correct! Wow, a clean sweep. I think this is the first clean sweep in the Daily Bounce history. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winner. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We have a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Absolutely that's, that's right. That's one of my favorite shows. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. Everybody hates Chris Collins. Uh, that is that is just, correct. Just for the record, I like Chris Collins as a person and as a coach. Just want to put that we'll out. play that soundbite back for him in an interview. I'm going to actually not reveal the last two as to save them for another game week. Uh, but Charlie, oof, how do you feel after being clean swept? I was thinking, like, Brian James. Like, he's the assistant coach. Like, I got nothing. I need to watch more television. All right, so I'll throw it back to you two for a little preview of the Iowa matchup. Speaking of the man, quote-unquote, everybody hates, um, we saw some changes in, in between the last two games before the Penn State game. Will there be more changes against an Iowa opponent that uh, features, like, Tyler Cook at the four? Uh I, I don't think they should. I think at some point when your offense is struggling, trying to switch people in and out doesn't really bode well for anybody on the team because like you're just so confused like where you, what your role is. Personally, I would start Ryan Greer, but I think at this point, just stick with what you have and see if it works. I think try to get Ryan Greer and Anthony Gaines a little bit more involved so they have more guard play. I think they're really focused on getting Vic Law the ball, which is good. But I think they could do that by having guards who control the ball more than just having Vic Law hold it in his hands the whole time. Last time Northwestern played Iowa was a disheartening loss. To the uh, Hawkeyes, uh, who missing Tyler Cook, arguably the best player. How do you think his presence is going to change what Northwestern does? Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, I think I think he's great. I just think I don't know if Northwestern matches up very well against him. I don't think he necessarily took over the game when we played him the last time. Cook didn't play last time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he didn't. He didn't play last time. That's what I thought. I don't think. I, I think he'll. he'll make a difference and I'm just a little, I don't even worry about the defensive side of the ball because Northwestern's been great defensively I think that they'll make whatever adjustments they need to make I think the problem is just their offense I think that's I think that's the key to the game because if you, I mean if you're, if you're holding them to 60 points but you're only scoring 50 there's like, you're, not, you're not really getting a lot out of the game to begin with is there a world where either someone like Bear Benson or like I feel like the guys we're not mentioning like Benson I mean it can't be Nance now uh, like, is there anyone else who hasn't been doing much? Or even AJ Turner? Like, where is this boost gonna come from? I don't think it comes from Benson. I think last game, the last time Northwestern played them, did Benson have four fouls that game? I th- yeah, yeah, Benson had four fouls against Iowa that game, and really struggled to guard them on the defensive end. So I don't think Benson will be a difference maker. I just think it comes down to somebody, somebody, somebody just taking control and making some shots. I think it'll be Ryan Taylor. I think he, just, he has the most potential. He has the most talent of anybody in terms of shooting the three-point three point ball. Um, I think he'll he'll have to be the spark because I think he'll have to be the spark for the team offensively. He's had stretches where he can do that. I think he'll do it again. Where does A.J. Turner go from here? Up. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean he, 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 definitely, he definitely has the potential. It's just like um, th- things have been a little bit off recently. I think, you know, him not starting might have thrown him off a little bit. I just think he's to find his rhythm again. I think he'll make shots. He was two for, two for four from three-pointers. Well, from the three-point line yesterday, I think he's fine. I don't. I don't think that. 
I'm not concerned about AJ Turner, at least now moving forward. I just think he's to find his rhythm again. I think I don't think he's it's, played so little recently. He has, yeah, yeah. Chris Chris Collins obviously put him on the bench and you know play foul zone over playing Turner. I think he'll be fine. I just think he needs to take the advantage of his opportunities. He had he had some opportunities just like the the fast break at the end of the game where uh, he had the easy fast break and ended up turning the ball back over and it led to uh, Penn State getting a dunk, an easy dunk on the other end. I think he's taking advantage of his opportunities, and Chris Collins needs to let him play through the struggles. I think. I think that's what yeah, needs to happen. Aside from the whole offense thing, are there any other storylines to watch? Um, Derek, Derek Pardon um, in the post and how and how he fares. I think he had a big, he had a big game against Iowa last time. I think he'll do it again. Uh, I think I think Derek Pardon is the key to the game. Um, I think if they can establish him in the post and really get him going, if he can, you know, if he's instead of scoring 15, he scores like 25, I think that's huge. I think he could score 25 in the post. I really do. Um, I think other than that, you know, Vic Law just trying to find a shot. Um, maybe not taking 17 shots. But, I mean, if he does, he just needs to be more efficient. I think that's with, what it, with Pardon, you're right. I was a really good matchup for him because they're big, just slow-footed. Luke Garza doesn't move well on the perimeter mm-hmm. and they're back up. I forget his name, but he's an even bigger guy. Um, Pardon like seems to fare better this year against opponents who we can face up against and kind of trick. Um, and also these are guys who will still be able to like out physical for rebounds on the glass things like that. Um, I mean you look at these past, I mean you look at some of these recent games like Derek Pardon has been battling with some of the best big men yeah. and like putting up big games. I mean he has to be like maybe a top three or four big man in the in the Big Ten. I mean I know. When you look at Penn State like Mike Watkins isn't a star but he's a big guy. He is. Like. He is, and, and and he's been handling. I mean, he, I mean, he's six eight and like acts like he's seven feet tall. Like I think he plays like he's bigger than he actually is. That's why I think he's one of the best. I mean, I know Ethan Haps up there, um, but you know Nick Ward's pretty good. But I think Derek Pardon, you had to put him in consideration, top five, top three. I mean, he, I mean, he's really talented. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I know his size. You know, maybe his the way he plays isn't you know isn't best for the NBA level. But he he ha- he has he's one of the best talents in the Big Ten. What's your score? I'm so worried about their offense. I think we break 60, but I think Iowa wins 71 to 63. I'll go with 71 to 56. I just don't have a lot of faith in going on the road on a Sunday mid-afternoon uh, and having a lot of success against a really good defensive team with a stalwart like Tyler Cook. On the perimeter, the game is at Sunday at 5.30 in Iowa City. We will not be there, right? I mean, I'd, I'd be down to make the drive, but... That's gas, and that's that's a lot lot to to worry about. All right, and with that, we'll see you guys next week. This has been the Daily Bounce, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Daily Bounce. Follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Follow the Daily Sports on Twitter at DailyNU underscore sports. And lastly, follow us on Twitter. Charlie's at 2021Charlie. Peter is at the Peter Warren. Andrew is at Andrew C. Golden. Thanks for tuning in.